Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to talk about 10 things not to do during the last weeks of school. Now, we all know that the last weeks of school can be insane, right? Between finishing curriculum, preparing for finals, clearing out your room, planning end-of-the-year activities, and, of course, dealing with kids who are more than ready to be done, we teachers sure have our hands full, right? But here's the thing. Just because things are crazy doesn't mean that the last weeks have to be miserable. On the contrary, they can actually end up being some of the best weeks of the year if we're intentional about making the most of them. You know, when I was thinking about this podcast episode, I was going to write about, you know, 10 things that we should do to finish the year well, but As I was thinking about that, I was thinking, you have enough on your plate as it is. You don't need more work piled on. So I decided instead, let's talk about 10 things not to do. So if you avoid these 10 things, you'll walk away from the school year feeling great about how you finished strong and took full advantage of every moment that you had. So let's talk about 10 mistakes to avoid during the last week of school. Number one, don't freak out. Now, I don't know about you, but when my to-do list grows larger than the time I feel like I have to complete it, I start to freak out a bit. My stress level rises and I get more irritable with any interruptions. Uh, Maybe it's just me, but I'm guessing some of you at least can relate to that. Here's the thing. When things get crazy, we need to intentionally stop and refocus. Take a deep breath, pray, and remember that everything will get done. It helps me to just just remind myself of that. This will all get done. It's okay. We need to focus and stay in the moment and remember that people are more important than our tasks. So that's number one. Uh, You do not want to freak out. Second thing we do not want to do is throw out all of our rules and expectations. So the closer we are to summer, the more tempting it may be to throw out all of our rules and just let things slide, right? After all, we're almost done. But if you've ever fallen into this trap, you've probably quickly found yourself with a mess on your hands. And what happens is that each day starts to become a bigger and bigger battle because students pick up on that quick and they take full advantage and it's it cannot be good. So instead, it is incredibly wise to just stick with what's worked all year. Keep the expectations high and continue to enforce at least the bulk of your rules and procedures. Now, you're maybe not nitpicking everything, but you're basically keeping steady. If you do that, you'll find that the last weeks go so much more smoothly, your students continue to learn right to the end, and you're able to end the year on a high note rather than dreading and just trying to survive every single class, you know, through the chaos that quickly ensues. 
So number one, don't freak out. Number two, don't throw out all your rules or expectations. Number three, we do not want to stop teaching and learning. You know, I remember one year where we were scheduled to finish our curriculum a week early. And this was like, I think, in two of my classes, pre-algebra and math six. We had worked really hard all year and we were going to be done a week early. And so I figured, man, we worked hard. Let's just take this last week and and kind of kick back and relax and just do some fun activities. It was a big, big mistake. It's not that you can't do fun activities, but in my mind, we were done. We did it. And that's what I communicated to the students. We're done. Yay, we finished the book. But as a result, the students were meant, you know, I told them we were done, so they were done. They were mentally checked out. And I ended up struggling to keep even a modicum of order and relevance during that final week of quote unquote fun activities. Like none of the activities went well because they, it's like they didn't want to do anything because I had communicated that we were done. So what does this mean? Does this mean you can't do anything fun the last weeks of school? Of Of course not. This can be a great time for group projects or fun review activities. But the point is that you want to communicate, maybe even clearly, but certainly with your attitude, that we're going to keep learning through the final days, right? If students say that, just say, we're going to keep learning all the way to the last day. Like I said, the learning may take different forms, right? You might do a fun group project or a big review activity. That can be great, but make it a point that you're not done till school's done, right? It should be, the students should still be expecting to come and learn and work, even if it's taking different formats. Tip number four is especially for those of us that teach more up north. And that is one thing we do not want to do is coop ourselves up indoors. So you southerners have probably been enjoying nice weather for a long time now. But those of us that teach up north, the weather is just now finally starting to be nice. And everyone is dying to get outside after being cooped up for months. Now, we can just stay in our room and just grit our teeth and bear it. But it's not a bad idea to embrace this natural stir craziness rather than trying to fight it. Uh, You might be able to plan an outdoor learning activity or simply move class outside. Now, gauge your students this, like I said, take, take, Take an inventory of how your students are doing, if you think this would work, if you have the right activity. You can't do this every day. But for example, in my math class, I found that certain days we were simply going to be practicing, right? Uh, We were just practicing problems. We could take that worksheet outside and practice the problems in the courtyard on the tables outside just as easily as we could practice indoor. And so we, we were cl- you want to be clear on your expectations. This is what's going to happen when we go outside. This is not a free-for-all. We're taking class outside. If you do this well, we can do it again. If it's a problem, we can't do it again. You know, just be clear on your expectations. But it was so nice to just be able to be outside. It, it lifted everyone's mood. It, it curbed some of that stir craziness. And it was really nice. So if that works for you, uh, consider if that might be a possibility. Number five, not to do. We do not want to wish the days away. 
Now, counting down the days left in school can be a fun activity, but if we are dying for the countdown to reach zero, we're not going to be nearly as effective during those final weeks of school. So what we want to do, and this is honestly, this is a choice. It has nothing to do with how you feel. It's a choice of how you're going to view the situation. Instead of wishing the days away, we can intentionally choose to make the most of us the most of them. We can realize, you know, these are my last days with this group of students. Even if I might teach this same group next year in a different format, not all these students are going to come back. Like this is our last time uh, together with at least some of these students, if not all of these students. And, And when that last bell rings, it's done, right? It might feel right now that there's, you know, the two weeks feels like an eternity, but it, it will be done before we know it. So we can choose to view these days as precious. We can choose to savor them and to use them to make a difference. Number six, a super practical one, we do not want to stop communicating with parents. You know, you've been going back and forth with parents all year, and so sometimes around this time of year, we just feel like, I'm just going to let it slide. Like, I don't have time for this. It's, you know, it's it's too late to change anything anyhow. But that would be a mistake, because while your time with the student may be drawing to a close, the parent-student relationship isn't going anywhere, right? So we want to continue to communicate with the parents, especially about ways that they can help their student moving forward. So any communication that we send that's going to help them in the long run after they're done with our class is valuable. And so we want to continue that communication all the way through. Number seven, we do not want to save all of our wrap-up work for the last minute. You know there's so much to do to wrap up the year. And we do not want to end that last day of school and still have a mound of papers to grade, an entire room to disassemble, and 392 other tasks that still have to be completed before we leave for the summer. I mean, talk about stress, right? So Instead, the goal should be to work ahead as much as possible. Just do a little bit every day as you can so that come that lo- those last that last day of school or those last final in-service days, it's not so overwhelming. One thing that can help with this is you can engage your students to help deconstruct and organize your classroom. And my friend Angela Watson has an incredible system for deconstructing your room in just one day. It's really great. Um, and I link to it in the notes for this episode at teachfortheheart.com slash last weeks. Teachfortheheart.com slash last weeks. Check that out. Number eight. We do not want to just neglect to reflect and celebrate what we've learned. You know, too often we simply race to the end and we never stop to look back at what we've accomplished. So this year, plan some time to reflect with your class on all you've learned and all the progress you've made. Acknowledging and celebrating that success will leave everyone with a sense of accomplishment. And you want to do the same thing on a personal level too. You may choose, uh, you might want to choose to save that in-depth reflection for the summer, but definitely plan a time to look back on the school year, to think about what went well and what didn't, 
to celebrate your success and make plans for continued growth. And we have a free guided self-reflection that can help you do just that. And we'll link to it once again at teachfortheheart.com slash last weeks. Number nine, we do not want to leave a monstrous, leave our room a monstrous mess. Okay, there is a serious temptation at the end of the year to just throw everything in the closet, shut the door, lock it, and walk away, right? But if we think about it, is that really what we want to come back to in the fall? It's not. So taking even a few minutes to organize what we can now will make our lives so much easier next August. So as much as you can, clean out those drawers, throw away stacks of papers that you don't need, and do what you can to leave your room in a state where you won't be dread, won't dread coming back to it in a few months. And once again, use students to help you with this, right? A lot of times students have time. You might even have time in class. Uh, so use your students to help so it's not all on you. Finally, number 10. Don't miss a chance to make a difference. These last few weeks can actually hold the biggest potential for meaningful conversations that truly impact the rest of your students' lives. There's a couple reasons for this. First of all, you've spent the whole year building relationships. And so this is the time of the year where you actually have the most relational capital to draw on, at least if you've done a good job investing in them and showing them that you care. Furthermore, this is also a time of year where as things do start to wind down and you plan time to reflect and review, there's often a little bit of extra time, not always, but in many cases, there, there's a little bit of extra time and opportunity in your class schedule for meaningful conversations, either either as a group or possibly in, on a smaller, you know, as you're walking around and talking to students individually. There, this may even be a time for some purposeful rabbit trails uh, about things that matter and that you want to talk with your students about. So be looking for these opportunities, whether it's a whole class or individual students, embrace them, savor them, Pray that God will give you more of them. And just remember that these may be the last chances you have to impact many of these students. Uh, Let's take a moment and pray, you know, for these last weeks of school. Father, thank you so much for each teacher that's listening. And I pray that these last weeks of school will be impactful, that you will help them to make the most of it, that you will give them peace and help them to be patient through it all. And I pray that you will bring opportunities into their paths to make a difference and that they'll be able to see them and take advantage of them. Help, help everyone to finish strong and to rely on you through it all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As you finish up this school and look ahead to the summer, uh, we have a lot of exciting things that are going to happen this summer. And one of them is our book clubs. We have both the Create Your Dream Classroom Book Club as well as the Take Heart and Teach Book Club. So we'd love to in- invite you to join us in um, in one of those clubs. You can find out more about that uh, once again 
at teachfortheheart.com slash lastweeks, or you can head to teachfortheheart.com slash book club uh, to find out more about the free book clubs um, directly. We'd love to see you in one of the book clubs or any of our other programs that we'll be running this summer. Well, thank you guys so much. It was great speaking with you, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.